Trying to be doing that bullshit. Bullshit. Welcome back. BS with Brian Simpson. Just fresh off the road. Um, I did a lot of shit this month. I uh, I was at I went to first went to Philly. Showed mad love to Philly. Philly always shows me love. I love that fucking city. Um, I, I love the the punchline out there. The comedy scene's dope. Went from Philly. I've been gone for a minute. Went from Philly. Went to Austin, Texas for Moon Tower Comedy Festival. That was a good time. Um, I did uh, sold out Dickie's Arena in uh, Fort Worth, Texas with Joe Rogan, uh, Tony Hinchcliffe, and Hans Kim. That was a fucking one of the best days ever um, uh, for comedy for me. And uh, And then I proceeded to do a few theaters with uh, Hassan Minhaj. Um, um, his new hour is fire. If you get the chance to go see it, go see it. This dude is doing some next level storytelling shit. That's just, it was, it was fantastic. Um, and um, then I think we went to, what we, we went to Vegas and then Thousand Oaks, no Vegas and uh, Costa Mesa and then Thousand Oaks yesterday. Uh, and then, and now we're back in LA and Netflix Festival starts tomorrow. So we ripping and running. We working, we working. I, I'm, I'm allowed to announce now. So my, my my own show at the Netflix Festival is already sold out. Sorry, losers. No. Um, and, and uh, but on Mace, so my show's at, on uh, the 29th at the Elysian Theater at 8 p.m., um, I'm also going to be on Surrounded at the Hollywood Improv at 9.45. Uh, and on May 7th at the Jane Fonda Theater, uh, two shows. I'm going to be on, um, what's the name of it? Uh, That's My Time with David Letterman. Uh, uh, it's like stand-up slash interview with uh, Naomi Epkerigen and... Um, um, Robin Tran. That's going to be interesting. Um, I think they're doing another one the night before with the homie Rosebud. Um, so, so yeah, that's we got a lot of shit going on this month. And I'm going to be on several other shows in the festival. I think I'm going to be on Bad Friends as well. Um, another joint with Dusty Slay. Um, you know, you know what it is. Go to the website. You'll see all the things that's coming up. But we're back in L.A. and we're recording. Hell yeah. And right off the bat, Rob loves to send me challenging material. I didn't even understand this first one, Rob. This uh explain this shit to me. Um So this is a this is an article from Bloomberg Law. Title is uh or the headline is Or Cleary, which are two law firms. Okay. Uh they are being sued for three hundred million dollars over a one word error. Over one word error. Now so what so what I gathered from it was that uh, there was a there was a, a, a this solar company. I mean, this wind company was trying to sell their company to another company. Yes, and these two law firms were involved. And one of the law firms, um, like, there was a deal that, like, if something happened in the future, it would cost X amount of dollars. But that deal was only supposed to be with one company. Yeah, there were two companies. There was uh, Terraform, which bought the company's existing assets, okay. so all their actual wind farms and stuff like that. And then there was Sun Edison Inc., which bought the like potential developed in the future 
projects. Okay. okay. And then in the contract, it was basically like, if X happens, then buyer, meaning Sun Edison for the potential projects, right. they had to pay. Right. And but somebody put buyers. Correct. Which 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 technically includes everyone. That it, yes. It, okay. It, that included also Terraform. So they ended up having to pay just the same as Sun Edison, even though they didn't get anything else out of it. So I so what I read was that the, one of the law firms caught the mistake, sent it to the law firm that made the mistake and they failed to correct it. That's correct. Um, and so I also learned a new term. What's the term they say when there's just it's just a mistake? In the- Scrivener's error. Scrivener's error. As meticulous. That's this is why, bro. This is why law is bullshit. <laughs> like I don't mean the law. Yeah. I, I just mean the people that practice law. They they obfuscate. Lawyers are not smart. They're not smart. They're con men that, that dressed up in their fancy language and degrees. And don't get me wrong. Some of them are are philosopher lawyers. You know, they 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 they're all about the concept of law and the and 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 the and the justice and all of that shit, right? But most of them are just fucking bullshitters. They just bullshitters. And 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 because the law is in Latin, that's the only reason you need one. The the law is in a dead language, so you have to hire a motherfucker to explain shit to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If the law was in Spanish, everybody would have a Mexican lawyer. Everybody would have a, <laughs> a Mexican lawyer on the cheap cheap. It's true. The, these fucking swim because like, what, what does that mean? A Scrivener's error. You motherfuckers are supposed to be on top of this kind of shit. Hey man, well, it it has to do with uh, this has gone back and forth throughout the legal profession since the dawn of time, where. Uh, do you look at only the terms that are contained in the what's called the four corners of the contract, or can you enter basically parole evidence on top of that to help explain what you actually meant? And that can be for either the terms themselves, like, well, this is what we meant when we wrote that, or it could be that's obviously an error because if you look at this listen, out here. Listen, if it's a typo, I get that Scrivener's error, no bet, no bet. Well, if, if if you know if the printer fucked up and something's left off, it's like if we both if we agree that it, that we obviously both didn't mean whatever it is, fine. But this was a mistake that was pointed out to you that you didn't correct. Fuck off! It's got to be the four quarters on the contract because if you can if you can come back later and go well, what I actually meant was no, 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 no. That's that's when you talking to a person, but a contract has to be exact, as exacting as possible for this very reason, so that there's no room for interpretation, right? I mean, there's always going to be that, but but what I mean is you want to leave as little up in the air as possible. There, there has to be as little, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, ambiguity as possible, because because uh, con- contracts that are too broad can get thrown out. That's true. For that very reason. It has to be as specific as fucking possible. Right? That's why they, they start off with like it's like if me and you have a contract and I could start it off going, me and Rob have a you know, me and you have a contract. And by you I mean Rob. Right? Like you right. have to say that. You're you have right. to say who the parties are to the contract. <laughs> right. Or you can say, and whichever party, and by parties, I mean me or Rob. Like, you have to keep defining exactly what you mean by shit until, it, so that there is n- absolutely no misunderstandings. And there are plenty of examples in the past where you think that you're, that you are, you know, let's say you're going to sell your car to me. 
right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to accept some sort of financing on it where it's like, I don't have to pay you all up front right now, but I'm going to pay you in installments, let's say. You think that you're selling it to me, but actually you sold it to some LLC that I that I own, right? right. And the LLC is paying you. And then six months into that financing deal, I still have the car and I'm like, oh, actually that LLC went bankrupt. That's gone, yeah. right? And, and, and they sold me the car for a dollar right before that. Yeah, yeah. So it's my car. So it's my car, but yeah. what are you going to do about it? So you have to have protections in 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 place for those situations, but, you know. Because yeah. here's, here, here's the other deal. I, I guarantee you in the history of of law, the Scrivener's error has never helped out a not rich person. <laughs> no <laughs> that's, one's ever. Because oh, that, that's why they have fine print, right? Like you can't go back and go, I didn't catch the fine print. When I signed this, I thought it meant no. They ain't gonna, they ain't going for that shit. Fuck these people. I mean, now if you ask me what's fair, it that's different. But I'm just talking about justice. Fuck these people. Well, I, I I think I think what's fair here, or and actually probably what is just is I mean these are multi billion dollar companies, so they can eat this three hundred mil, right? I think that they pointed out the error, they fucked up. And it, so, it, so to me, I go like, well, that's not really a typo. If there's a typo and somebody points it out, and then you don't correct the typo, that's not really a typo anymore. No, right? No, it's it's not, it's a malpractice or whatever the fuck. It yeah. Is. So, so what what should happen is what exactly happened, which is the company that had to pay out that Terraform or what? Uh, yeah, Terraform. They paid out, and then they sued the lawyers who fucked up. So that they could be made whole and the lawyers, the law firms don't want to pay up, but the law firm should pay up, which is what they're going to have to do because yeah. well, their, think, their Scrivener's error argument got thrown out. Well, I think the one law firm has to pay the other law firm. Yes. They're like, yo, we did. We basically did the job for you. You still fucked it up and you cost both of us money. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a fan of like shit being nobody's fault. <laughs> Somebody's got to pay eventually. Yeah. We're all upset. Speaking of upset. A lot of people are got their little panties in a bunch because Elon Musk bought Twitter. And you can go way back. You know, I hate to say I told you so, but I love it. <laughs> you can go way back to, was it the first or second episode of the Renewed Podcast, Pop, Rob? You remember me talking about when Twitter banned Trump and whatever, the, what, what did, who did Twitter ban recently or threaten to ban? Everyone was all, oh, well, they... They, they, uh, Alex Jones, uh, maybe, maybe, but I remember telling my fellow liberals, be careful what power you grant to these corporations, because just because they're doing what you want now, you don't know who's going to have that power later. Right. And I remember being told, well, Brian, this is a private corporation and they can do whatever they want. And that's all in right and just in the world. And now, I mean, no one saw this coming. And now someone you hate, Elon Musk, has bought Twitter. And you're afraid all manner of bad things are going to happen. And I say to you, sir and ma'am, it's a private corporation. Elon Musk can do whatever he wants. Oh, that shit don't sound so good this time, do it? No, of course it doesn't. Somebody must stop this man. Yeah, but that leads to the other question. What exactly are you afraid Elon Musk is going to do? Because if he does what he says he's going to do, which he usually does, he's just saying 
he wants to make the platform freer. He wants everyone to be verified. He wants to he wants to put up a, a an edit button. Like like all the things that will make it better. He he wants to I I haven't disagreed with a single thing that he has said he is going to do. All of the naysayers are afraid of things that they've made up in their head that they're afraid he's going to do, but he hasn't said he's going to do any of those things. I, I don't, I don't see any evidence that he will do. And some people claim that it's uh, irresponsible to spend $46 billion on Twitter instead of like curing world hunger or world peace or whatever. But come on guys, that ain't the cure for world peace. We're, the reason we have starving people in the world and all the violence and inequality is because of greed, which is at the core of like humanity. You can't, there's no amount of money that's going to solve that problem. Can I push back on one thing you said? Yeah. I, I, I think he has a pretty terrible track record, actually, of doing what he says he's going to do. I don't, oh. I, I don't, I'm not like, oh, you know, sky is falling because uh, Elon Musk bought Twitter or anything like that. But, you know, Flint still got dirty water. He didn't save those kids from that cave. He never built the Hyperloop. The, 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 ta- the underground taxi service in Vegas don't work. Uh, mm. He never he never sent those ventilators to the hospitals. I mean, he he makes a lot of promises. Starlink doesn't work. He made a lot of promises. Starlink doesn't work. Well, the capacity that he was saying it was going to have, it doesn't have, and it now. I mean, I don't want to like tell stories out of school or anything like that, but it seems like that was basically a bid to get the funding so that he could then sell the Starlink as like a deployable military project, as opposed to like actually giving. Um, high-speed internet to people in rural areas. It does work, mm. but it just it's not scalable to the level that it was supposed to be. So he's sort of, he, he consistently over-promises and under-delivers, is what I would say. So I think that probably what's going to happen, you know, the, the deal looks like it's going to go through. They'll probably get a bump once he actually takes control, and, uh, and then it, he's going to take it fully private after that, and then he'll probably sell it in a few months when he realizes all these problems that he thinks he's going to solve are a little bit harder than he thinks than he thought they were yeah maybe maybe i but i'll say this i don't i don't know if he was being deceptive when he because a lot because like the hyperlink i think he wanted to do that but he he tried to do it here right in la and i mean come on you can't the this this the city government here and is so corrupt that like you can't get a a project like that just because you have a great idea and the money <laughs> like yeah. everybody's like yo how much of that money are you gonna give me <laughs> that's how all these <laughs> politicians are. so yeah I mean maybe I don't I don't and I I don't think he's you know I, look I don't know the motherfucker and I'm not yeah. even like a huge Elon Musk fan but I but I just think I don't know if he's ever purposely try to deceive people with the promises. I think when he said those things, he thought they could happen. Oh, I, I think that he believes you know? that his ideas are Great. good, are, are so good yeah. that if you just put the money and the willpower behind it, that they'll happen. Yeah. And has, I think he often comes up against the realities of just physics and politics and he has, human he has nature. Asperger's, which I'm, what I'm start, which I'm starting to figure out is it's a little bit like being on mushrooms and cocaine per, <laughs> forever, permanently. <laughs> You know? Yeah. 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 Um, next story. I identify. Oh, whoa, whoa. identifying the wide diversity. What is this about? 
The New York Times. So this is, um, wait, are you talking about the identifying the wide diversity of extraterrestrial purine and pyrimidine nucleobases in carbonaceous meteorites? Yes. Like, why would you send me something like with that, with that kind of title and not? Dude, do you I know, know how foot- fucking cool this is, though? I need footnotes with this. This is uh, this is an article from Nature Communications, which is a uh, a, a scientific journal, and um, what this is about is they have been testing meteorites, okay. to see if they contain the uh, nucle nucleobases, which are the formational molecules for the precursors to DNA and RNA, because one. A fairly popular hypothesis about the source of life on the planet Earth is that the building blocks for DNA and RNA were in meteorites that crashed on on the planet. I think it's fairly uh, obvious that because I I forget who who said it, but but it's but the the most the most abundant elements on Earth are also the most abundant elements in the solar system, are also the most abundant elements in the universe, as far as we know. And so there's nothing extra or special here other than us, right? So it seems like, I guess I guess the, 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 the awesomeness of this discovery means that if, if they find what they're looking for on these meteors then that means life is more likely to exist everywhere else. Exactly. Right? I mean if 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 the basic building blocks for life are natural and occurring and everywhere, then it stands to reason that life could occur anywhere. Yeah. Right? It's like it's like finding water on Mars or finding water on like Io, right? Where well, it's Yeah. I mean it's I think it's more like finding hydrocarbons on mars you know sure yeah yeah it's like that man man because that, that that's going to change once we get definitive because everything because discoveries like this move us closer and closer like we all know logically obviously every every rare thing in the universe still happens often right because it's so huge and the just statistically, the likelihood of us being the rarest thing in the universe and never happen anywhere else, like life, I mean, is it's just hard to swallow that, right? And every time we make a discovery like this, it just moves us closer to shore, even though that's still not very close because we can't be certain. We can never be 100% certain. But the moment we are certain, the moment we discover like. Because we still need to discover something alive. This is this is cool, and this definitely people that have an ounce of intelligence will see how significant this is. But it's not certainty. It, but it takes that clock one more second. Yeah, one more little notch. But the moment we discover something alive somewhere else, that's going to change everything. I mean, we're going to probably destroy those things, whatever they are. <laughs> you know what I mean? If we're technologically superior, we're going to fuck them up for sure. We're gonna try to find a way to exploit them. We're gonna try to find a way to, 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 to profit from it somehow. You know, we, to, to redefine them as not technically alive, like maybe new slaves. Whatever. <laughs> We're gonna do something awful and horrible. Yeah, because that's our nature. Yeah. Well, the question is, if we do find another 
uh, intelligent species. I use that term intelligent in quotes. But uh, if we do, do find another intelligent species, how like us are they going to be? So if they do, if they are more technologically advanced oh, it won't matter. than us. It won't matter. Human nature is a disease. That's true. Because we're like us. Maybe we'll change them. And we're going to meet the motherfuckers and turn them like us. Yeah, exactly. Because we're going to, we're, I mean, I mean, listen, every time we've even discovered other humans, we fucking destroy them. Or we, mm-hmm. it's like assimilate, we're the Borg, we're the Borg of the universe. Assimilation, assimilate or die. Resistance is futile. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, because our parent, because it's like, because if they, the, the more different from us they are, they're going to scare us. The more mysterious they are, it's going to scare us. And when we get scared, we get paranoid and violent. But what if they're like us, but more so? What if they're more technologically advanced? What uh, if we become the... Then they're going to fuck us up. Yeah. Yeah. Even if And even if they aren't like uh, us in, in terms of temperament, they're going to see how we treat each other. Mm-hmm. You know, if, I mean, if, are they going to be some kind of benevolent? I don't know, because obviously we're, we're our only reference. But at the same time, it seems like... It, unless they've discovered some way to have sustainable infinite resources because the, the limited resources is what starts is what every war is over right mm-hmm. I mean a couple are over pussy but when it when it comes down to it it it's mostly like because you know there's only so much land to farm and you're next to us and we're next to it pussy's a resource yeah that's true renewable too yeah i wish the world Chim- chimpanzees kill the fuck out of each other over pussy really oh yeah they have war bands chimpanzee that's the that's the thing it's like our only humans aren't our only uh data point right because we have other pretty complex societies in nature but the more like us they are and the more intelligent they are the more just pieces of shit they are are there any just completely peaceful animals Completely peaceful. I mean, not, and I'm not talking about because they stupid. Like koalas are stupid. That's why they're yeah. only peaceful because they're dumb. I'm talking about like, uh, are there any animals that aren't violent towards one another? Yeah, uh, sloths, manatees. Manatees are pretty chill. Sloths are stupid too. They're slow. They're slow, but they're not stupid. Yeah, they're smart as fuck because they don't. They they figured out a way to just sleep all day. Are there any? Okay, let me rephrase it. Are there any carnivores? That's a good question. That are peaceful towards their own kind. Maybe orca. Whales? Yeah, I think a lot of whales. I think there's some, some like killer whales are, carniv- are carnivorous. Mm. And they're just at, they're just straight up at the top of the food chain. And so they don't give a fuck. Huh. And, they, and they have uh, very closely knit. Um, now, I don't, I, I don't know about whether po- like one pod of killer whales will fight for territory with another pod of killer, killer whales. That's what I want to know. We're going to have to look that I'm, up at I'm some sh- point. I'm sure we have some some whale people. Please write in if you're a whale person. If you're a whale person, please write in and let us know if whales um, are living that gang life. <laughs> okay. A wolf colonized an island? Wait a minute. A wolf colonized. Oh, sorry. A wolf colonized island gives new insights into predator and prey relationships. By the way, you can send those things in. You can either, um, 
you can either post it under the comment of the clip from this episode that's going to come out, or you can email us at BS with Brian Simpson at gmail.com. Okay. Actually do that. Don't DM me, please do not DM me. Cause I'm probably not going to see it. And it's it, it just, it's, 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 I may see it, but it gets lost in the noise. I try to read every DM, but I don't, I, it's impossible. You just have a better chance of getting a response yeah. if you, if you email it. Yeah, you will definitely get a response. Well, you, you might not get a response, but I will definitely, if you email it to BS with Brian Simpson at gmail.com, I will definitely see it and read it. Um, um, actually, yeah, we don't have any. We don't have any uh, questions for today. Okay. Anyway, a wolf colonized island gives new insights in the predator and prey relationships. Michigan's Isle Royale has been the perfect fishbowl for wolf research. What are they trying to tell us here? So this is about uh, this small island that's essentially um, uh, it used to in the winter, it would freeze over. There'd be essentially an ice bridge from the mainland to the to the island and uh, wolves would travel across this ice bridge uh, in the winter, and then they would hunt uh, the animals that were on the island. And prior to the wolves being introduced there, or introducing themselves, really, uh, there was a population of uh, moose that would go through this boom-bust cycle where they would eat all the plants on this on this island. They would basically crater their their own ecosystem, and then they'd all die off or not all of them but most of them would die off in these huge numbers they would dwindle down to very small amounts and then the plants would grow back and everything the once the wolves were introduced they uh they started culling the moose population and they achieved an actual equilibrium on this island and so scientists started studying the wolf populations on that island and they have recently discovered that um one of the ways that they manage the Moose population is they focus on arthritic, old, and sick moose. So the population of moose actually gets healthier and can maintain itself on the island. So they think the wolves are. They think the wolves are purposely maintaining the moose population. Well, no, they're not intentionally. Or arthritic, arthritic moose tastes fucking incredible. It's that they target the the slow. The slower oh, moose. Oh, because they're slow. They're slow. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, that arthritis is tasty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. That's the obvious answer. They're just slower, so they're easy to, to kill. Okay, so I get it. Because So because there's less moose, they don't destroy the grass, so they eat, and there's more moose born. Yeah, and the, and the, and the, the reason— Or is it mooses or meese? I believe it's moose is just plural. It's oh, like, moose. Like, okay, like— like uh, like duck, no, because no, that's ducks. <laughs> no, oh right. What was what's another one? Okay, it's moose is plural for moose. There's yeah, no moose. Yeah, eggs, I believe right? so. Like deer, you like, say deer, deer. Okay, you don't right. say deers. Right. Okay. Um, but so, what's interesting about this? Beyond that, because uh, obviously that confirms a lot of things about what people thought about wolves being able to maintain the population. But this is another. Uh, sort of weight on one side of the scale for general wolf population management in the U.S. because there's a lot of people who uh, hate wolves because they're considered pests because they right. they eat cattle, they eat pigs, 
They will, if you're a farmer, they will fuck your shit up if you can't keep those wolves off your property. Um, and in, I think, 2020, they allow, they finally allowed uh, um, hunting for certain wolf populations, and then that was recently overturned. But so this is like an ongoing political debate about what to do about wolves. Why was it overturned? Um, I believe it was overturned because like cruelty or whatever? no, it was it, the 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 hunting season was not instituted properly because they're a protected species. So you can't just say like you have to go through a certain process to put them on the on the list of like things that can be hunted. You can't just it was a Donald Trump executive order that was just like hey you can hunt wolves now in 2020. Oh, <laughs> and then the judge was like no you can't. Well, did you it can't, help? You can't do that. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think it ever actually went into effect, but you can kill I mean, hunting season or no hunting season. Can't you can kill a wolf that got on your property, right? Yeah, I believe that's true. I believe that's true. Pretend you don't see this cause they don't, they don't pay us. They can't see it. It's outside the frame. Okay, sweet. Who doesn't pay us? I don't know. This beverage company. Um, yeah. So Donald, so you can, I'm sorry, so what was my question? You can still, you can shoot a wolf that comes onto your property. Yeah, yeah. You just can't go out into into the woods and go hunt them. I mean, but how far does that, I mean, shouldn't you be able to sh- shoot a wolf that's within, you know, 50 miles of your property? I mean, five miles of your property? Because that, that wolf is eating on your shit. That wolf ain't just out in the woods. Well, that, that uh, speaking of law, that goes back to like one of the first court cases that you learn about in law school in property law, which is like a first semester. There's something called a fugacious fox. Just like <laughs> okay. What is, a, what is a fugacious fox? It's basically, it's basically a fox that escapes from one, uh, from one property to another. <laughs> and then whether you can chase it down, whether you're responsible for all the shenanigans that it gets on okay. into and somebody okay. else. So Cause fox, we're, we're talking about people from like the 1720s. Like this comes is, on your property. It kills one of your chickens. And so now you have the right to kill that fox, but the fox runs into your neighbor's property. Correct. So now, do you have the right to follow that fox into the neighbor's property? Correct. Hmm. No. No, you should not. Yeah. I mean, who knows? It, people people argue back and forth, different property laws. And then, then you get into some tricky situations with, uh, with uh, fugacious. They, lawyers love the term fugacious. So there's something called fugacious minerals. So like people think of oil and gas as just being in the ground, but that shit moves around. And so you can have two, you have people with two plots of land next to each other and the fugacious minerals from one can slip into the other. And the question is, well, if I buy plot A and there's coal underneath there and then there's like shit is moving around underneath it and it moves into plot B, is that now your coal because it's underneath your land or is that my coal because it was underneath my land when I bought it? It's mine. It's, yeah. it's mine because it naturally moves and it moved onto my shit. Like, what, what you gonna come get it? That's you, what people used to do. Then you trespassing. Well, what if I? Okay, remember, remember in uh, No Country for Old Men? No, 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 there will be blood. Remember, there will be blood. I, I drink your milkshake. Mm-hmm. That whole scene. That's what that's about because you can actually with certain minerals you can drill. I can drill down in my land into where the coal was, 
and then I can go underneath the ground sideways to go right. grab it and suck it through a straw. Or I can drill down and make something unstable and make it move. It's mine. I mean, this is why, see, this is why the whole idea of private property is insane. Oh, it's completely fucked right? up. It's like, because you can't trace, you can't, you, if you, like, if I go, okay, that, the you know, you own this land, right? And then I go, but who did you buy it from? And where did you? Where did they get it from? And where did they get it from? And if you go back far enough, you stole it. Someone stole it. Someone murdered a bunch of people and stole it, right? So it's like, why does it belong to you? Like, why did why should why should someone be able to own water? No more than they can own the air, right? It's like, what, what, isn't the water all of ours? Yeah, right. I mean, it's like it's like if we all crash landed on one of these islands. And we had to like we had no way of contact like Gilligan shit. We had no way of contacting homeland, and we start just building our own society. It's like who becomes the first property owner? Who owns what? It's like it's an, like if you had to start building civilization from scratch, we would never agree to private property. Fuck no. They're like it's yours, and you can give it to your kids and their kids and their kids. We would never agree to that because it doesn't make any sense. It's like what the only fresh water is on your side of the island, so now we all got to come to you for water. You own, you know, I own all the coconuts because the coconut tree over here <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's well, like, you had to, to stick a flag in it. Listen, now I believe like why I feel like we, where, where you build a dwelling while you alive, that's yours. But you don't own the water because the river goes through your land. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. It's insane. That's, I mean, it's not it's not sustainable. I mean, that that that's a very. uh that's like an original version of property rights, right? Like if you, because it, 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 it has this concept of a frontier or a wilderness that you can go out into and the frontier is sort of worthless to people if it's just a bunch of shit out there. But if you go down there, if you go out there and you chop down those trees and turn them into timber, you've performed labor and you've converted something into, in, into value, into a valuable resource. Yeah, so I therefore mean. by the sweat of your brow, you have, you now own that value, right? And obviously there's competing theories about where I, the value I, comes from. I agree with that to some degree. I think value, all value comes from labor, right? right? Some people Until disagree. we talk I, about raising the minimum wage, then we forget yeah. that. That's a whole other thing. Um, all right. I don't, I, like I said, I don't think we have any questions this week um, unless I'm looking in the wrong place. Yeah, if Elon Musk can get rid of spam, I'm all for it. Uh, I think he's going to find that all the shit that makes Twitter better for the end user is going to make it harder to monetize. And that is always going to be the horns of the dilemma for any social media platform where the product is the users and the client is the advertisers. Right. Mm. Right. That, or even, or even, ooh, ooh. Or what if even he would become the first social media? He's not. He wouldn't be the first. But he'd be the first major social media platform to give the users a cut. Give the users a cut. I think he needs to put porn on it, man. I think he needs to go OnlyFans route. That's it's the por- only way. What do you mean porn on it? Porn's already all over Twitter. Nah, but not not in the. You still have to censor shit and everything. I'm, but I'm talking about no, the, you don't. I'm talking about the like the OnlyFans model where the thing that you can because because the, the thing that you can get people to pay for is access to 
the people who make the porn. Bro, and it don't even have to be porn, bro. I so you know, um, remember the, remember Bad Baby? Mm-hmm. So that's the it's the Cash Me Outside girl, right? Yeah. That girl turned eighteen last year, got on OnlyFans. Hey, she's made fifty two million dollars. What? Without taking her clothes off. What? Yeah. Motherfucker. In one year, $52 million. With no titties out. That's crazy. Shout out to Bad Baby. She's killing it. Bad Baby, $52 million. Yeah, and I forget who's taking... Who's- <laughs> Shares receipts? God damn, bro. Yeah. I mean, yeah, get to, get your bag. I forget whose take it was. It's not my original take, but it's basically like... I think it was the dudes from Barstool. Um, KFC people. The the But... Yeah, you're you're basically it, look. If you are even a moderately good looking woman and you ain't got OnlyFans, you leaving money on the table. You don't have to get naked. You don't have to fuck anybody. You ain't got well. That's, well, that's the thing. It depends on because she didn't. She her fans didn't come from her getting naked, so she don't have to get naked. Some of you are gonna have to get naked. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not even. It's not like just any anyone. Can get OnlyFans and, and and make fifty two million. She she was popular for different reasons, but still, you, I I mean I don't know what part of there's not a part of my body that I wouldn't show for fifty two million dollars <laughs> if I thought if I thought people would pay for it. You know what I mean? So I don't get these people that are like you know they modest. You know you you know you modest and broke when it's like it's money sitting right there. Pull your pussy out. I mean, cause especially especially the ones where it's like you're damn near naked anyway on Instagram, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then somebody go good on OnlyFans like I'm, I'm above it. It's like no, you're not. Mm-mm. It's like you. Tri- it's like to me that's just going direct to it. It's like some some people like they be halfway naked so they get the followers, so they get the brand deal, so they get the shit indirect. It's like but you can just pull, you can just pop a titty out and get it directly from the source cut out the middleman why 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 are you paying 15 to 30 percent to an agent to get you all those development deals not development deals of that's why i always say listen the the ceiling is lower for women for sure because of society whatever but the floor is higher if you're a bad Mm. bitch you can you are never like in in the proof the proof is in the pudding have you ever seen have you ever seen a hot homeless woman (laughs) <laughs> you ever seen a hot woman on the street no you can't fall that far if you were, if you were, unless you I have I have but the, the caveat is that everybody who's homeless had the first week where they were homeless you hold on you seen a you seen a like a you seen a hot woman homeless yeah really yeah where in LA? in LA, yeah. Well, I mean, in LA, it can happen to you, but that—that's the thing, though. It, but, you, you, well, can, yeah. you can fall okay. through the cracks for about a week, and then for about a week, nah, come on. She, she's probably out there for maybe twenty-four hours. Okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah, and, and probably just in her car. You know what I mean? Not like on that's the true. streets, that's not true. of the streets. Hell no, hell no. Because because that's the thing, and you ain't even got to be a bad bitch if you're just a moderately good-looking woman, and you're not schizophrenic, and you're not elderly. You can't become homeless. I, I I stand by that. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean what to a, share your a, point. What I a just... spicy take. That's not even that spicy. That's not even that controversial of a statement. It, it, okay, I hate to speak in absolutes. Let's just say I'm not gonna say never. Let's just say very, 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 very rare, rarely will you see 
a homeless. Because, it, it, you know, unless you want to be overdramatic and it's like the last dude was like, get the fuck out of my house. And you and you left the house. And so and you ain't know where you was going to go. So, yeah, you were homeless for like a couple hours. Yeah, yeah. Then you called your, you know, you called your backup. You called your sneaky link. And you had somewhere to stay. Like, I, I've never. Anyway, that. <laughs> Whatever. I guess that's going to be the clip to cut for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> you always have some place to go if you're a hot lady. That's, I agree. I don't know, unless you're, unless you like got too much pride or whatever. But I've never, whenever any of my hot friends are going, like having trouble, because, you know, they, they'll post it or whatever, like going through it, you know, whatever. It's like they always come out of it. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know what I mean? It's like I've never seen one just completely fucking fall flat. And and I'm not I'm not mad about it. I'm not je- I'm not je- I mean I'm a little I'm a little envious. I'm I'm not mad about it. I'm just saying it's a reality. It's it's a reality. You know, call it call it the patriarchy or misogyny or whatever. But like dudes are all there's always some dude that's like you can stay here. Come on. <laughs> you always got a parachute. Yeah. Now he <laughs> he might sexually harass you. <laughs> so I guess that's the, that's the that's the that's the downside to it. Like it's not it ain't it's not. Without consequence, you know what I'm saying? Because there's plenty of hot women out there living with some dude that disgusts them. You know what I mean? Breathing on your neck because you don't want to work. You know, or you or you in desperate times or whatever. But that's not an option for me. Oh, maybe it is. Definitely not as abundantly. Yeah, but never say never. Never say never. You know what I'm saying? This could all go away. This very take could get me canceled. <laughs> in my career and have me right in that same situation. Not that not now that Elon Musk is in charge of Twitter. Now, well, right. now, well, now, now that Elon is in, now that Elon is in charge of Twitter, it uh you know, I could always rise from the ashes. You know, he's gonna he's gonna solve equality um and all of that. So if you wanna check out more of our tour dates, uh go to BrianSimpsonComedy.com. Uh if you want Questions, concerns, comments, complaints, BS with Brian Simpson at gmail.com. Um, also, you can go to any of my socials and click on the link tree to get to any of those places. Uh, I am BS Comedian on Twitter, BS Comedian on Instagram. Um, and come see us at the Netflix Festival. It's, it's all the next two weeks in Los Angeles. We're on a bunch of shows. Go to Netflix as a joke fest.com, right? Um, Netflix is a joke festival.com. There's tickets left to some of the shit. And and not. Netflix is a joke fest.com. Netflix is a joke fest.com. See y'all next week. <laughs>